in and who's out these days in the Trump White House, it's more who's out than anything. And why that's concerning even top Republicans now. And dumping immigrants on your doorstep, what President Trump says he may do about the border crisis. This is the state of America. Kirsten Nielsen, she is out. The president didn't think she was tough enough on yanking babies away from their mothers. If that was not enough to win you a more permanent position in the cabinet, what is? It indicates even more turnover and turmoil. It's striking uh, how many of the secretaries are acting at this point. He is the great reputation killer. It appears they were being fired for the offense of telling the president that what he wants to do is against the law. There's only one person that's running it. You know that is, it's me. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. Washington is often described as a revolving door. People go in to work on Capitol Hill, making the nation's laws, and then go out to become lobbyists with the sole goal of influencing those very same lawmakers. And around and around and around it goes. But the Trump administration has a bit of a new twist or take on it. People go out, that's for sure, but there doesn't seem to be many people coming in to fill their spots. No less than seven top-level cabinet posts are now occupied by acting officials. And acting means here that they are supposed to be temporary, and very temporary, and they are, have not gone through the required Senate vetting process to be in that very important position. And I'm not talking about just any post. The defense secretary, the White House chief of staff, the head of the Interior Department, the ambassador to the United Nations, the head of the Small Business Administration, the head of the White House Budget Office, and most recently, the Secretary of Homeland Homeland the Secretary of Homeland Security. President Trump says he wouldn't have it any other way. I have acting, and my actings are doing really great. I sort of like acting. Gives me more flexibility. Do you understand that? I like acting. The latest departures add to what is an eye-popping number of people leaving the administration since the start of Trump's presidency. Just look at that. Dozens and dozens no longer part of Team Trump. The fact that the cabinet now is being essentially run on acting secretaries uh, is a bigger issue for this administration. Does it matter in 2020? Probably not. But I think as a matter of if this government is functioning, it absolutely matters. Now, the departure of the Homeland Security Director was actually coupled with the exit of the Secret Service Director. And that happened just in the last week. And even Republicans and Trump administration officials are sounding the alarm of what this really could mean. Listen. It's creating a, a large amount of confusion, uncertainty. Do you think this is putting the country at more risk? I think it, it, it certainly has that potential. If we are looking at adversaries and they're watching closely, this is the exact type of situation they're looking for to exploit the confusion. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, he agrees, telling The Washington Post that President Trump is, quote, pulling the rug out from the very people that are trying to help him accomplish his goal. But is that goal now changing? President Trump is doubling, tripling, rather, down on his hardline stance on immigration. We can't take you. Our country is full. Our area is full. The sector is full. Can't take you anymore. I'm sorry. So now, it seems, forget the border wall. Instead, the president is threatening to shut down the border altogether, including legal points of entry. 
At the heart of, and I don't mind closing the border. I tell you, you know, a lot of these fakers back there, they say, he will never close the border. It's too much. Well, you know, close the border. We stop about $500 billion worth of drugs from pouring into our country, you know. But wait, there's more. Remember how the president backtracked from the administration's border policy that led to thousands of children being separated from their parents and their families? So we're going to have strong, very strong borders, but we're going to keep the families together. I didn't like the sight or the feeling of families being separated. That was then. And that was, of course, months after they had put the policy in place and even said that they were doing it as a deterrent. Well, now CNN has learned that the president has been pushing for months to reinstate this very same policy and even expand it. And here's your your weekly dose of whiplash, friends. The vice president now saying that is not going to happen. The president made it very clear this week we're not rethinking bringing back family separation. And then, the, and then this not-so-small issue of the president effectively suggesting to border agents that they should break the law. Jake Tapper has the reporting. Apparently, according to witnesses, President Trump behind the scenes told border agents, stop letting people in, stop letting individuals in, just say we're full, we don't have the capacity anymore. President Trump said, according to these witnesses, if a judge tells you you have to do it, say, I'm sorry, judge, we just don't have the room anymore. When President Trump left the room, the border agents were given uh, orders from their leaders saying, do not do what the president just told you to do. You have to abide by the law. If you do what he tells you, you will be personal, personal uh, liability will come your way. So so do not do that. So it's it's really an extraordinary uh, attitude towards the immigration laws. So are you wondering where the president is getting all of this right now? It appears you can look no further than his top policy director, Stephen Miller. And that's not sitting well with even people who used to work with Stephen Miller. If you are told that Stephen Miller is in charge of border policy and immigration policy right now, are you okay with that? Not at all. Why Um, is that? Well, both because the the policies and, and the views that Stephen has espoused over time... Every president is allowed and should have the advisors around them that they want. But since there is now that opening at the top of the Department of Homeland Security, some Trump critics are jokingly, maybe not so jokingly, suggesting this. If they're serious about this, nominate Stephen Miller to be the next DHS secretary. Take the puppet master from behind the curtain. You say that seriously? Yeah, absolutely. He ought to take responsibility and ownership of this policy instead of manipulating things from behind the White House. Put him out there and have him speak and see if he can get confirmed. And to that, the president says this. Stephen is an excellent guy. He's a wonderful person. People don't know him. He's a wonderful, been with me from the beginning. He's a, a brilliant man. And frankly, uh, there's only one person that's running it. You know who that is? It's me. Now, make no mistake. There is a real problem at the U.S.-Mexico border right now. Federal facilities are at capacity or beyond, and more migrants are coming every day. Apprehensions at the border are at the highest level since 2008. It is a problem. And what the president said there, though, is maybe the most important statement of them all. Let me play it again. Frankly, uh, there's only one person that's running it. You know who that is? It's me. Which means the famous quote still stands. 
Whether President Trump likes it or not, the buck really does stop with him. Coming up, if family separations at the border weren't enough, President Trump now says that he may dump hundreds of migrants into sanctuary cities as retaliation against Democrats for not supporting his border wall. You heard me right. The panel is next. Consider this. I don't like that you won't go along with my idea, so I'm going to punish you for it. And by punish, I'm actually going to dump hundreds of human beings at your front doorstep. Does that sound strange? Well, that was the plan that the president was personally lobbying for, according to a source familiar with discussions, a plan to dump migrants into sanctuary cities to punish Democrats who opposed his border wall. Sanctuary cities, they're cities that have local laws that protect undocumented immigrants from deportation. Effectively, though, those localities are saying that they will not cooperate with federal law enforcement when it comes to undocumented immigrants. The White House had said that it was merely a suggestion that was rejected and that ended the discussion. But the president now says that it's still under consideration. The panel tonight, Nana's throwing pens at me already. Max, Max Boot is here, CNN Global Affairs Analyst and a Senior Fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations. Mike Morey is a former Communications Director for Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. And Patrick Healy is a CNN Political Analyst and New York Times Politics Editor. And Nan Hayworth loves to throw a pen and is a former Republican Congresswoman from New York. Thank you all so much for being here. Max, let me start with you. The president now is not even trying to deny this, which is a bit of somewhat of a departure. Normally there's a denial even when there's good reporting from anonymous sources. Can you give me some perspective from your perch? Would it, do you see any other Republican president that you're aware of or even presidential candidate that you've, that you've worked with um, considering this as a possibility? No. I mean, uh, Kate, to call this half-baked would be overly generous. I don't think it's even a quarter-baked. It's completely unbaked. But this is kind of classic Trump M.O. here where they consider doing something completely off the wall and outrageous and moral and quite probably illegal. They're caught out on it, and instead of being apologetic, Trump is kind of doubling down, probably not because they're ever going to implement this, but basically because he wants to just throw it into his critics' faces and show that he is unbowed by this. Uh, to my mind, it's kind of amazing that it even got to this point, because this sounds like the kind of thing that a couple of college freshmen in, in red MAGA hats sitting around while stone late at night would come up with as a way to punish the evil Dems. And Could he do it if he wanted to, do you think? Um, I very much doubt it. I think it would be subject to court challenge pretty immediately. I mean, to me, this is basically using the federal government as a vindictive instrument against one group of, of political partisans, which on its face would seem to me to violate the Equal Protection Clause. It's a misuse of federal resources because you would, of course, have to put a lot of resources into trucking uh, immigrants yeah. from one place into these so-called sanctuary cities. I mean, it's crazy on multiple levels. This just shows you how, you know, the White House is dominated by these unhinged partisans. And it also shows you they've run out of ideas. They don't know how to oh. stop this upsurge in immigration. And so they're throwing out things that are just nuts. And that's all they got. Congress isn't helping, but Congress is reacting. You've got Democrats are they are jump. I mean, the words that I heard from Nancy Pelosi and I think Chuck Schumer was right on, on board with it, Mike, were despicable, dehumanizing. But what do you do with this? Do Democrats, do you see, have a solution to what is a problem 
at the border. Democrats proposed a solution that passed with bipartisan support in the United States Senate, and the House Republicans refused to enact comprehensive immigration reform, which would have dealt with this. It was bipartisan. There were 14 or 15 Republicans in the Senate in 2013 who actually put forward a compromise bill. Um, and then the Republicans ran from it, and the House would never take it up. So the notion that Democrats have not been willing to put forth policy or a comprehensive immigration reform uh, plan is bogus. The president doesn't want to solve immigration. The president's rallying around immigration and the needs for tougher enforcement is nothing more than just a political tactic he uses consistently in order to drum up his base of political support. He doesn't want to solve immigration. He wants it to be a straw man he can beat on and get people excited so he can win re-election. I hear you on the straw man, but two things can be true. Donald Trump may have that may have that thought and that desire, but there is still a problem. There like is. there is a real but problem. But you have to be able to have partners who will negotiate a bill with you. Nan, what do you think? Is this do you see this as humane at all? I mean, would you endorse this if you're still in Congress? Well, look, Kate, the, the president is known for being an iconoclast, and let's face it, it's something of a provocateur. He asks the questions uh, that no other political figure has been willing to ask, and. Uh, to claim that, he's but to claim that, that, he's that really but Kate, to, to claim that uh, the idea of uh, placing uh, seekers of uh, asylum in sanctuary cities questions the whole idea of sanctuary cities. If you have a sanctuary city, would you not welcome those seekers? And if you would not, then you have to question the entire concept. Uh, I agree that I think logistically, legally, politically, uh, it would not be something that would be possible to do. I think the president is proposing this as a way of saying, look, those of you who refuse to work with me to solve this problem, and indeed, Mike, when you referenced the 2013 bill that had $8 billion, $8 billion for border structures, for a wall, and yet Democrats Republicans in this in the House era, didn't do it. The Democrats passed it, man. The, the Democrats in the Senate voted for it. Mike, but today, today, Democrat, uh, it, that's, you know, the pot calling the kettle black, reform. Mike, the president is doing all he can to try to catalyze uh, this debate, to try to force the Congress to act, because it is Congress that needs to act. The president is exactly right when he says we have bad laws. But does he help with this? Is this, do you think this is like igniting conversation? I, th- I think the, what's igniting conversation, Kate, is the fact that we have, what Jay Johnson, who was President Obama's DHS secretary, calls a crisis at the border. We had 100,000 people, more than that, uh, endeavor to cross our southern border yeah. uh, And last it's the solutions month. that are, that right. is, is, what, is where this matters. And, and Border Patrol is overwhelmed. Congress has refused to act productively. The president is responsibly is calling them true. out. Well, it is true, Mike. Both... The president both of you can have... be partially accurate, and I will say this. Both sides have tried. There have been people on both sides who have tried, and both sides have failed. Exactly. And, but, but I will, like... The president this does is... not have productive ideas. His ideas are along the lines of separating children from not their parents, too, putting children in excuse cages, me, and me, being Max. vindictive excuse and political. Me, he does not Barack have an idea. Obama. He's firing. Barack Obama. No, don't. That is false. That is false. That is false. That is a fact check. That is four Pinocchios. That is false. Are you familiar with the Flores consent decree? Please do not repeat claims that have been factually fact checked and found to be false. Exacerbated it. There were not thousands upon thousands of children who were not who were 
were not even tracked of where they went. That did not happen under the Obama administration. That happened under the Trump administration. Under the zero, zero tolerance, tolerance policy, policy which is they, what which exacerbated they an existing problem. Patrick, I'm so sorry. Please jump All in. Good. <laughs> Please, where, where are you on this? Because I, my take is Donald Trump, no matter what, he thinks this is working somewhere. Because he right. wouldn't, he would not have. He would. Right. He 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 can. He loves to deny things that are fact all the time. It, otherwise, right. he wouldn't have done this. Right. I mean, I, I the thing that strikes me the most is that in politics, we often hear people refer to individuals as pawns, as, as political yes. pawns, and this this is sort of shocking. I mean, not sort of shocking. It's shocking in that what what. People in the White House were ser- seriously considering, and now it seems like President Trump is saying that they're still considering, is taking uh, human beings from the border, using money that's not appropriated for travel in terms of moving them, and moving them and putting them in sanctuary cities because those are democratic places. I mean, this is... Uh, I've never seen an example of turning people, in this case migrants, into political pawns like this. At the same time, and this isn't, you know, I'm not being equivocal here, but... At the same time, the situation at the border, you know, has reached a breaking point. I mean, you, you, because there is no comprehensive immigration policy, because there is no process in place, you just, you now have thousands of families coming to the border and essentially just surrendering. They're no longer trying to sneak over the border, looking for jobs, you know, going right. back. You're just having people go and surrendering. And the fact that we don't have any kind of a policy or a process that that is systemic or makes sense and instead is just a come to the border and surrender has you know has created a real breaking point like i guess the question is what kind of policy can can the two sides come together and the fact of the matter is the the crew the cruel reality is now that we're entering an election cycle there is no way in hell i'm so sorry to say there's no way in hell no matter how big of a crisis it is anyone is going to come to the table board because no one trusts the other side welcome to the other side of the table no one trusts the other side to actually actually be an honest broker that they can trust to get over the finish line on something is 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 but you also is, can is i just very, ask kate though you're not seeing you just aren't seeing leadership from president trump on that i mean he says look, we've got to, oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna repeal the health care plan but we have no health care plan i agree with you yeah. the buck stops with him no matter what it's gotten worse under his watch his policies clearly haven't worked they've made things worse and it's not working and the buck stops with him and i that's the way it is even if he wants to deny reality or not stand by we've got much more Including this. America is still waiting to see the full Mueller report. But even before that happens, the attorney general says it's now time to look into why the whole investigation started in the first place. And why is he saying that the government was spying on the Trump campaign? That's next. I think spying on a political campaign is a big deal. It's a big deal. You're not suggesting, though, that spying occurred? I don't, uh, well, uh, I guess you could, I, I think there was a spying did occur. Attorney General Bill Barr raising eyebrows and surprising Washington and beyond there with that one statement. He says the FBI spied on the Trump campaign. He then tried to clean it up, honestly, in that hearing. It was a few times. He was asked and offered the opportunity to clarify. But then he also said that he has concerns about how the FBI's investigation into Russian interference started in the first place. This is the Attorney General of the United States saying that. The word choice causing critics to declare that he has removed any suggestion of impartiality anymore. And the president saying that it's basically music to his ears. Patrick. What do you think Bill Barr was saying? Uh, th- th- that hearing, it happened on like live during my show, and 
there was a debate amongst the attorneys that were on set. If he really meant spying, if he meant legal surveillance, if he meant something else, where, is, where are people on this now? Right. Bill Barr was out of government for 20 years, uh, 20 years or so, and during that time he was writing opinion columns. Yes. He was acting as a, as a pundit at times, kind of weighing in uh, with a viewpoint. And this sounds, this sounds uh, frankly, like kind of loose language from someone who would take the president's side, was sort of regurgitating, I think, sort of partisan language and saying spying, which takes this to a whole, you know, to a whole other level. I mean, what the FBI was doing was looking into, certainly into allegations around uh, Russian interference, Russian, possible Russian collusion with members of the Trump campaign. And there was surveillance around that spying takes this again into the realm of where President Trump has been on this for a couple of years, which is, again, being treated you know, deeply unfairly with a deep state conspiracy looking to, to break him down. So, I mean, I think you saw Barr trying to, to clean this up, but this was sort of the, the bar out of government you know, sort of it's, partisan. It's really opened out. a bit of a Pandora's box on this. I mean, what do you think? Well, Kate, I think the evidence is ample and certainly has developed uh, over the past couple of years that the Obama Department of Justice and FBI uh, worked hand in glove with uh, in certain members of these of the Obama uh, DOJ and FBI worked hand in glove with the Clinton campaign and the Democrats to push a manufactured dossier that James the Comey dossier himself wasn't the start of the Russian called investigation. Uh, the, 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 the dossier was the basis upon which FISA warrants were applied for and approved uh, uh, to uh, surveil Carter Page and surveillance spying, call it what you will, based on a dossier that James Comey himself uh, called okay. salacious and unsubstantiated. You're, you're so is- I think it's it's perfectly legitimate to investigate uh, what happened. And that is the next phase because that was a perversion of the oh, purpose and integrity on. and responsibility <laughs> of okay. the Department okay. of Justice. What you're, what you're doing is you are repeating the same discredited conspiracy theories that President Trump how repeats. Can I Max, please, please finish my yes, what I'm saying? The same, the same stuff that President Trump says, the same stuff that Devin Nunes says, and nothing has come of it. For example, we know, thanks to the releases of documents that Devin Nunes forced, that the reality does not conform with your conspiracy theory so? because, in fact, the FBI investigation was not triggered by the Steele dossier. It was triggered by George Papadopoulos bragging in advance about knowing about the Russian hack oh, of yes, Democrats. Can, can I please finish what I'm saying? And so uh, it was not triggered by the Steele dossier. The FISA warrant, which was approved by multiple judges for Carter Page, was approved after. Right. Can I but, please finish? But, but, was approved after he left the Trump campaign. There was no spying on the Trump campaign. What occurred was an attempt by the FBI to stop the uh, Russians from infiltrating the Trump campaign. It was a counterintelligence investigation. And if the Trump campaign had America's yeah. best interests at heart, they would have welcomed that investigation because they would have been opposed to Russian they interference in our election. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And instead you had President Mike, Trump saying, I love WikiLeaks, which is a tool and now he says of he Russian never, intelligence. Never Mike, give me a final take on like, where this heads next. So uh, I think, well, you know what? Here, solve the problem. Release the Mueller report. Let us all read everything in the Mueller report. Don't hold it back. Fulfill what you said you wanted in the first place, which is full disclosure of every detail in it. And maybe that'll help clear up some of the 
questions. I do think it's really interesting, though, that it seems like Barr is giving Donald Trump what he's always wanted in an attorney general, which is someone who is willing to use the office in order to at least send smoke signals that he's willing to start looking at political opponents um, and actually fulfilling and being an investigative arm of the White House as opposed to an independent DOJ. So I guess you can take the one takeaway you can which also investigated Hillary Clinton. Last time that Bill Barr will be on Capitol Hill, I can assure you of that. Guys, thanks so much. We'll see you back here next week. Here's the thing. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.